0: hello everybody welcome to the dummy room this is marine nicotine from the windowsill enjoy the show cheers
1: thing by yourself. You're a spastic nerf bag all the
2: time. You guys are not that dumb. Hey, everybody. You're the Dummy Room. I'm Jody. Have not joined, as always, by Mr. Nate Demmel, but we also have a special guest.
0: Who we got, Nate? Uh, We got Haley Crusher Kane from Haley and the Crushers.
3: Hey, what's up?
0: What's up, Haley?
3: Just hanging out in the Dummy Room, finally, bringing my cooties.
2: (laughs) Well, we're happy to have you. It's about time we had you here on the show, uh... Haley left us the best iTunes review we've ever gotten. So thanks so much for that, Haley.
3: Were you able to find it again? No, I never did. I don't think I ever did. Apple is so annoying. You can't find, you know, people write reviews and you can't find them. You can't tell your analytics. It's like a mysterious black box.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, how do they actually choose who's in the new and noteworthy? I'm not sure. But I've never seen anyone that I know that does a podcast in that section, ever.
3: Yeah. You guys are too cool. You're too cool and obscure to be in the news and noteworthy. <laughs> Maybe the nude and noteworthy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how's the weather in California, Haley? Yeah.
3: Are you going to do the weather the weather song again?
2: <laughs> sure, we could do that. <laughs> Good. Dummy Room Weather brought to you this week by Hot Products, makers of the sweet and sour rainbow gummy cock pop. But let's not forget the vibrating freshman fuckhole masturbator or the sultry vibro pussy. Get yours today.
3: The weather, I would love to tell you guys, okay, it is slightly colder than normal. It is like kind of windy and uh, that is very exciting weather for California people. So thank you for letting me partake in your custom. I really appreciate it.
2: (laughs) Right on. That sounds pretty good to me. Here, it's the same old cold bullshit, so not much to report on that end.
0: Cold as fuck up here,
2: like usual, so.
3: No frozen raccoons?
2: (laughs) Haven't seen any frozen raccoons today.
3: Nice. (laughs) Nice. I have a good raccoon story, if that ever needs to come up in the segment.
2: Yeah, we'll see right Right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah.
3: Okay. So, now I can't fuck it up. (laughs) 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 There's <laughs> this awesome pizza place uh, where my dad lives uh, nearby my house in a Ata- in tascadero California called Nardone's. and it's I think it's actually like a deep dish Chicago style because it's like a big fat like caramelized crust and they put the toppings inside the cheese. Is that like a Chicago thing
2: I think so like deep dish kind yeah of thing yeah
3: but I don't know like I've never really I've never been to Chicago I don't know what that exotic pizza really is but it's like a badass pizza. So he goes out to get this pizza for her, for the family. And um, at this point, I wasn't living at home anymore. Um, so he goes he goes back to his house, and he lives on top of this crazy, like, Transylvania Dracula hill. Like, one of those hills, like, driveways that, like, go round and round. And, like, you know, it's like a whole bitch to get up to the house and in, like, a rural area.
1: Right. So
3: he takes his pizza all the way up the hill. He gets inside and realizes, oh, shit, I left the um, anchovies on top of the car. And he had a brand new Scion. And so he goes outside to get the anchovies. Uh, for whatever reason, he thought he put them on top of the, the hood of the car. And the car had been in, in neutral.
2: Oh, shit. And
3: it, <laughs> you can guess what happened. It went, like, all the way down the driveway. Oh, no. Yeah. This is so my dad, though. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> so... <laughs> and also like everyone hates anchovies like his wife hates anchovies like her kids hate anchovies but he's like of course he got extra anchovies for this pizza (laughs) so he he's like what am i gonna do so the first thing he thinks of is raccoons because we all know that raccoons are the worst right like they suck so yeah you know this they're always trying to they are trying to come up in your business they're trying to get like in your house and pretend like they're cats (laughs) and my dad was like, "All right, well, if I can blame this on a raccoon, maybe I can trick the insurance company into thinking a raccoon did this." He, <laughs> not even kidding you. He goes into his little pottery studio. He uh, creates um, raccoon footprints out of clay. <laughs>
2: Damn. <laughs>
3: and he takes these. He he. It's like this is an elaborate process, and he uh, he takes them and he like over the course of, like, a week or two, he, like, you know, puts this whole crime scene together with these fake, like, raccoon
4: prints.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And the insurance company comes out, and sure enough, they're like, yeah, man, looks like a raccoon really did this. You know, they must have been attracted to the anchovies, jumped on the car, got through the window, put the car in neutral. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hopefully my dad doesn't get in trouble for this, but he totally got, like, a new car out of the situation it all worked out and uh yeah it was oh, all the, the wow. wily raccoon. Yeah.
2: <laughs> damn well hopefully your dad's like insurance agent or whatever isn't like <laughs> listening to the dummy room I'm sure he or she isn't but you know what I'm
3: saying I think he's safe yeah I was thinking that too I'm like should I reveal this but when you get when you did your raccoon story a couple episodes ago I was like I, I this is just a weird raccoon story that needed to be out there <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah and it's all true
2: that's what's up So yeah, I mean, they can be a nuisance. They can carry rabies. But also, you might get a new car out of them. So right on, raccoons. (laughs) (laughs) So anyone that doesn't know, I think most people that would be listening would know. But Haley's in this band called Haley and the Crushers. The album's called Cool Slash Lame. I don't know if you say the slash when you say the title, Haley. I'm not sure.
3: I think it makes cooler when you say cool slash lame. I like that.
2: I think it's a great title for a record. I was just kind of curious how you came up with it.
3: I was so hoping you were going to ask this. Because I wanted to know your opinion on uh, Huey Lewis in the News. Level. Hip to be square, you know? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So the song Cool is the New Lame is kind of like tongue in cheek uh, Huey Lewis in the News, hip to be square. (laughs) That's rad. Differently of me now?
2: <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, when I was a kid, that was a—I had that cassette, the sports one. Loved, yeah. it. Loved it.
3: I didn't even know sports was good. Actually, uh Doctor Reed Kane Esquire, my husband and bass player, had bought it at a thrift store and put it in the car. And I was like, he's always—he's notorious for like listening to ABBA and like always fucking with everyone in the van and like he always puts on the weirdest shit. And I was like, ah oh, man, Huey Lewis—I don't know any of these songs—and like. Uh, ten minutes later, I'm singing every I knew every song. Like you know, you can't be like, born in America without like knowing that. So, anyways, uh, it was kind of like that was kind of sort of the concept. We wanted to write a song that was like about rejecting Normcore, which is a huge California thing. I don't know if you guys have that out there. You ever hear of Normcore?
0: No, no. What oh, is thank
3: it? God. Okay, it's like. God, you guys are so lucky. You don't have that. It's such. It's so. <laughs>
2: we might if, if you define it. We may have it here. I don't
3: know. <laughs> so it's, it's like I'm probably going to do it wrong, but it's kind of like this idea that you're so cool that you don't care like what you wear, what you look like. You have no style. Like you just like instead of wearing a leather jacket and jeans or dressing hip hop or whatever it is, like you just reject all of it and you just go to the thrift store and buy like a Mickey Mouse. You know, nineteen ninety eight, like Mickey Mouse, like shirt and like a windbreaker that like a grandma used to wear. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah.
3: I you think know we have
2: that, about. but I didn't know there was really a term for it. I, I just thought those people were like fucking hipsters or something.
3: They, yeah, that's you're right. They're hipsters. I don't. You're total. I didn't even think of that. They're basically hipsters, but the norm, core. Yeah, the norm, norm core. Was, yeah, the norm core. Yeah, the norm was hmm. like really annoying. So we thought I'd be kind of funny to you know, to kind of make fun of that whole aspect. Um, and then also it seems like everything now is like relegated to like likes or thumbs up, thumbs down, right. um, you know, with social media and just yeah. felt like lame, like hot or not. Like you guys remember hot or not?
2: Yeah, totally.
3: <laughs> the original idea was like hot or not, you know, like, right. is it hot or not? Like, you know.
2: Yeah. Like, check that yes or no. The-
3: yeah, exactly.
2: That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, the records out on Eccentric Pop. It's really fucking good. My my favorite is still Bad Girls. I, I noticed Jughead played a little bit of it at the beginning of your episode with him, which I dug. Very cool.
3: Did you feel I good? Like, you guys had the same
2: taste. <laughs> had not really thought about that, but I mean, a great song's a great song, right? I don't well, know, thank that you. one just has it just from the time that I've heard it, that's just the one that stuck with me right from the, you know, from the jump. I really dig that one.
3: Yeah, I appreciate all the love you guys have given that song. Um, it's, It's actually written by a friend of mine. So there was a local guy in town who was in a band called King Walrus and the Magicians. And he was just like a local dude. And when he wasn't playing with that band anymore, he had some solo stuff. And the first time I heard that song, I was like, Christian, his name's Christian. I was like, that's a hit that's a hit song. Like, Bad Girls is such a rad song, and I always loved on that song so much. So when we came up kind of short on the album, I thought, well, let's do a cover from someone we know. And he was super into it. Um, We didn't change it too much, you know, but um, we changed it a little bit. (laughs) Changed it a lot, actually, but uh, (laughs) um, I'm glad you guys dig it. Um, When we we recorded it, we didn't think it was going to be, like, we didn't think it was going to, like, cause as much... Commotion as it has, and it feels like that's one of the songs people really, really like. So we're super stoked on it. it just goes to show, you never know like which one is gonna is gonna like you know worm their way in.
2: Right. Yeah. I like a lot of those songs though. I think that Polyester Sunday mix is fucking great. Aww, Blue and thanks. Green's really good. What was the one with ten thirty nine? I think that was the first one yeah. Nate played for me. I really like that. I think one, that's too. my favorite still.
0: Yeah, that one's very go goes ish. Yeah.
3: yeah. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, I that.
0: So I heard um, Ben Weasel was talking um, talking about you on that one episode of his show. Yeah. And he was saying he didn't understand why you guys did a distribution deal with Eccentric Pop or whatever. Yeah. And I don't really understand why he was saying that, <laughs> because obviously, if if you put this out yourself with no distribution deal, um. You know your records not getting to you know Japan it's not yes. getting to or, yeah. or wherever else so it didn't make any sense to me and of course we wouldn't have heard it you know I don't think you know um, yeah. the reason I checked it out was because it was on eccentric pop you know a great label and uh, obviously it doesn't sound like anything else on that label but <laughs> yeah so I didn't understand where why he
3: was saying that to you Well, but... I have a theory
0: <laughs>
4: Cool. and
3: I think He's gotten cranky and old. <laughs> I love this guy. I love him. I love him. We all love him. We all we all have altars to our Ben Weasels in our house. Uh, that's not weird, right? But um, I think he's just kind of gotten bitter. And I understand, like... The, the music industry he experienced in the 90s is gone and the way things work is gone. So I think he looks at young bands and he, although he's supportive, I don't think he understands how the distribution is every, I mean, it, it means so much to a modern band. It means mm-hmm. so much um, to be able to get your record out into multiple markets around the world and to have a built-in audience like Eccentric Pop, which are great, I mean, great label, Great bands, fans are awesome. Like it's a, it's like a family. So I totally, I feel you, Nate. I didn't want to say anything, so I was like, well, you know, everyone has their opinion. But the way the music industry works is just so different now. It's probably very bewildering for people that aren't used to it. And um, yeah, he's still making good music and shit, though. Like I'm, I loved uh, Baby Fat. Like um, I love all his like weird little one offs and stuff. Like his holiday song.
1: Christmas Eve, I gotta tell you, I just can't believe we made it through another year, and now we're here together. There's nothing out there but tinsel, glitter, lights, but here around the fire, everything's alright. And I can't help but wish that this could last forever.
2: some balls to send him your song to be doctored you know because he could have ripped it to shreds you know what i mean and he didn't which was cool
3: well he kind of did well so there was a little back and forth and i felt like such a goober because he gave me some advice he sent me a solo a total it was super cool he sent me a weasel solo i sent it to Nate so he could hear it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that was so cool i was like that's fucking if that's all that happens that's so great um but I'm so obsessive, you guys. I'm crazy. Like I got, I went into this room I'm in right now, which is like our little like music room, and I just focused on that song, rewriting it with that guitar melody, and I <laughs> became a crazy person. And I emerged I from the cocoon like with like a, a beard, you know, like unshaven, like. <laughs> <laughs> smelling bad and like i was like read read dr kane i finished the song it's so much better it's it's weasel weaselified it's fucking awesome and um i played it for him and he was like what the fuck like not only had i completely changed the song just to fit this like really distinct weasel solo that you know it's like very it, it you know what i'm talking about yeah. it's it's yeah it's, it's got its own like it, oh, it's like a nursery rhyme you know it's like right de- 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 so um not only that but i had decided to change all the choruses so that each chorus sounded complete like had a different lyrics and i forgot that choruses the whole point of a chorus is they don't have different lyrics they're all the same lyrics that's what a chorus is <laughs> <laughs> and so i sent this to him and he just wrote back like oh this isn't this isn't working dude like this is not working like whatever you know you need to know like you you went way overboard so it wasn't like he like ripped me a new one but i was willing to be critiqued you know right. and i felt kind of dumb because i was like oh i really took this and ran with it you know and like really weasel fight it and then i realized like you know just be yourself let's you don't you don't have to go back like like his song doctor is not like you know necessarily like the end all be all it's not america's got talent like we're <laughs> <you> okay <laughs>
2: Right. I thought his whole trip though was he wanted you to get rid of the choruses altogether. I thought that's what he had said.
3: He, that was the that was the second oh. so there was yeah, so that was the second part of it. it was an emergency chorus removal is what he called it. And um yeah, I was like I basically told him like your advice gave me a brain aneurysm and um Oof. I kind of I like fucked the song up and he was like, It's cool, like just don't overthink it, you know? So um, we'll see. Maybe maybe the new song will be better without a chorus, you guys. Like, we'll see. I don't know. Never know. Eh, who knows?
2: Maybe I'll find out in April when you come to St. Louis.
3: Yeah. And Jody, you should send him a song.
2: Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think he would be like, dude, just give it up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> who cares? He, he doesn't matter. Grim Deeds is going to just send him a song, I guess.
2: Yeah, but that dude writes a song like every day, (laughs) you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's so crazy, like, we connected because maybe through your podcast, I don't know how we connected, but he's really cool, and we were just talking about how our song styles are so different, like, he he says he just shits out a song every day, and I'm more like, you know, I get all obsessive and weird about everything, so (laughs) I want to, like, borrow some of his, like, magic, you know?
2: Yeah, he uh, definitely is prolific. I'm super curious to see what Ben will say about one of his songs
3: right but you you still write a lot of songs right
2: yeah i got a bunch of them recorded right now we're almost finished with this fucking endless recording session but we only really can do it on monday nights for a few hours so it's been taking us forever like years no about four or five months now but most of that was just like we'd get together on mondays and i would teach it's just my old drummer noel and i so i teach him the songs we try to work them up a few times and then lay them down you know what i mean
1: Cool.
2: So, uh, it's turning out pretty cool. Maybe when we're finished with the episode, I'll send you some rough mixes or something.
3: Yeah. Are you gonna play it on the on your podcast too?
2: Oh, uh, I doubt it. No one wants to hear that. What? I don't know. We'll, we'll see.
3: We'll see. I'll talk. Nate's being very quiet.
0: <laughs> Nate's heard it. He knows. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll talk him into it. We'll play something. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, I I wanted to say it like a hi to Amber.
0: She's upstairs. I'm to yell at her.
3: Hey, Amber. Haley says hi. <laughs> doesn't she edit everything?
2: No, nah, I do all the editing. Oh. Nah, she, she doesn't have much okay. to do with it uh, other than putting up with me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is a chore in and of itself.
3: Is she the rock and roll nurse taking care of you guys when you guys get sick repeatedly?
2: She definitely takes care of me. Nate's kind of far <laughs> away.
3: Oh, yeah. I always forget. You guys are like... Do you guys ever hang out?
2: We've never met in person. Nope, but we will. I'm, we were trying to push Nate into coming to this free MTX show in January, but I mean, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of a drive
0: for him. <laughs> they were trying to entice me with pizza and MTX. Yeah, the whole
3: section. Oh. Horse section's horror
2: playing too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You, yeah. you guys should like film it, and you could like do your little bro like a bromance like video.
2: Yeah, you like know? a slow motion run to each other and a big hug and shit.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> the chariots oh. of fire music or something.
3: that would be cool i have to say like i know that everyone says they love your podcast you know i love your podcast but i think it works because you guys do have chemistry almost like an like an odd couple thing (laughs) Uh, is that weird do you guys ever feel like you have like the odd couple vibe uh
2: i don't know i always just felt like once i met nate we were pretty much like the same person (laughs) musically anyways you know yeah yeah we just started talking on the phone and all we would talk about is all this old punk rock shit that we both grew up on. And I had been kind of wanting to do this punk rock podcast forever. Even Amber and I did a show for a little while called Rock and Roll Radio, similar to this, but she just didn't have enough time. So I ended up just, you know, trying it out with a couple of different dudes and shit, but it just never clicked with anyone. But once I met Nate and we were talking on the phone for like a half hour
0: about wine press, I'm like, this is the guy,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. Um yeah, he asked me to do it and it was like, uh, okay. And I basically went home and I told my wife, I'm like, I think I'm gonna do this podcast, what do you think? And she's just like rolls her eyes, like, Oh shit <laughs> <laughs> well, This'll last like a couple of weeks and, and here we are, like I don't know, six months later, whatever it is and
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. Against all odds. We're still doing this thing.
0: Yeah, and Haley actually if you don't know, she actually wrote us, she was like maybe the first person to write us in an, e- an actual email and um, <laughs> had wonderful things to say. So it was... Uh, you've been a uh, wonderful supporter from almost the beginning. Super cool.
3: I'm the cheerleader now.
0: We found out today after listening to the Jughead show that you played banjo and we've kind of talked about that. But what made you guys um give up the banjo and and start this band
3: well i mean magazine dirty was a punk band that dr kane and i did uh after we met so i think that was just what was the catalyst <laughs> I played lead guitar and Reed played rhythm guitar so I mean what I don't know I, I mean, it was Reed's idea he was just like I want to start a punk band and he went and got the craziest guy in town to sing to sing who'd never sung before he just was like that's how he is though he just like went up to this guy in a bar and was like hey you got the look I bet you can sing you know and the guy could sing and he could writhe around like he did like this whole like shirtless fucking writhing around the floor and like screaming like uh our our singer for that band was really cool so i mean it was kind of read i mean i was in a punk band in high school in la called ballroom burlesque which was an all-girl punk band for a little bit um so i think i mean it was always in me i always was into punk music and part of different punk scenes so it wasn't like that weird Uh, it was almost like the country music was a detour uh in my life to get get, to get me straight after being in la for a while and partying too hard it was like a little detour down the country road you know met reed and then he was like let's fucking destroy everything and go crazy so i think that's kind of what happened if that makes sense
0: totally so you had you had said before you, you you were obviously a Screeching Weasel fan and and the queers and stuff, but you didn't really dive too deep into the pop punk stuff. But you were into like Black Flag and Circle Jerks, yeah. I assume, and all that stuff. So Yeah. Um, you've yeah. mentioned we've we've turned you on to a few bands, like the Ergs, I think it was.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And- um, when I was like fourteen, I was super into Screeching Weasel. I loved the queers. Um, I got the Riverdale's first album. I was super into that, super into the Ramones. I was Haley Ramone for a while. I had like the whole look going. <laughs> cool. And then what happened was so lame. I basically, like, you know how you just kind of like, you don't even realize it, but like, I was hanging out with all these people that were super into like political British kind of punk, you know? And that was cool. And I slowly started to notice that like that was kind of where my musical tastes were heading, even though it really brought me no joy. Like, I didn't really like. You know, UK 82 shit. I didn't really like, you know, the exploited. Like, that was happening at the time. Like, the first real punk show I went to was like TSOL and the Casualties. (laughs) And like, in the early 2000s, it was all about like street punk and like, oi, and like all this like tough gutter punk, I'm drunk craziness. And that was like the thing. And so I kind of like went in that direction for a while, but it was like kind of meh. So when I found your podcast later in life, I was like, not only do you love a lot of music that inspired me as a young person, especially when I was first like writing songs, and I loved that melodic punk because that was what really got me into writing songs. But you, that had never left you. Would, like that was like your trajectory, and you just stayed on that road. And I felt so like I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then it was like bands like the Ergs or the Beatnik Termites, which you know you're interviewing and yeah, like. Uh, all these bands, The Leftovers even, like, you've really turned me on to so much cool shit. And it just goes to show that, like, a lot of this stuff got buried, and it should have been on the radio. It should have been big, but it just kind of, I don't know, like, just never blew up, you right. know? So I appreciate The Dummy Room for that, for sure. That's awesome.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, when it comes to music, I never really ventured out, you know? I kind of, from pop punk, you know, I got... I'm a big replacements fan mm-hmm. and obviously they're not pop punk, but that's, you know, that's about as far as way as I went, but you know, all the bands that kind of started to sound like the replacements and mm-hmm. all the old country stuff. I could never get into it. Like uh uncle Tupelo and stuff. <laughs>
2: yeah. I used to watch uncle Tupelo practice, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. They practice like four blocks from my house and I'd, I'd always hear these guys jamming in some garage and I'd, I'd just kind of hang around out there. Cause I was so into music and eventually, they started inviting me in, and uh, yeah, old Ferrars—the one who taught me about tube amps and shit—strange.
0: <laughs> hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I just could never get into them. I could never get into that stuff. So
2: yeah, me either, really. Uh, but
0: I thought it was cool because
2: they were the... just a band, and I didn't know any other bands at the time, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I remember when I was like a kid, like that too, and local bands would you know you they'd let you come to their practice and it was always so fucking cool yeah super <laughs> and cool. looking back it's there's only there is one band in town that i remember it was in the back of a bar and there was all this uh, you know storage liquor boxes everywhere and shit and um i'll never forget that until the day that band still i just remember them just kicking ass Yeah. you know but and i'm still friends with them so well it's one of the guys so right up yeah
3: Yeah, there were, uh, when I lived in LA, when I was a teenager, my parents divorced and I moved back to LA. There were like, every night was an awesome show. And there were so much, so many cool local bands. There was this band called Cheap Sex that played a lot. They were real sleazy and like real poppy and fun. And I don't know, there were were definitely bands like that, that it's funny, like I've seen some legendary bands and, and played with a couple of them too. But it's always those local bands that they're so close and yet so far like it's those those are the ones that really like you want to you want to hang out with those people you know and like those shows meant the most to to me and my friends like those local shows
2: yeah totally so you were pretty big into the la punk thing huh yeah
3: like what were your favorites
2: like red cross or 45 grave or what
3: for sure i mean my so when i was like a little kid i was in hermosa beach and then i was in redondo beach and i went to high school there for a couple years so it was bands like that that were the legendary bands like you know um i don't know i still have a soft spot for that kind of music because i feel like um it's so visceral i mean there is an element of aggression as well but it's like i don't know there's something just i like that i like that there's a sloppiness to it and uh I guess the aggression, I do like the aggression of it. I mean, I don't sit down and listen to, like, Black Flag or Circle Jerks now. <laughs> like, I don't just sit down and listen to it. But even, like, the Descendants, like, my I mean, we worship the Descendants. and oh, yeah. Uh, all those Southern, Cal- uh, Southern, so- Southern California bands, I mean, these were, like, you know, fucking legendary. And they're still around, you know, and you could still s- see them, like, hanging out. And it was definitely, you know, just part of the, the climate, I guess. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We uh we worship the Descendants here. <laughs> totally. And uh, they played here, in uh, it was like their third, second or third show back before they there was like warm up shows before the official reunion. They played in my small town, and uh, what the fuck? And um, we actually went. We had a band, and we thought we should be opening for the Descendants because we were huge fans. And we saw Bill and somebody else, which I don't know if it was a roadie or whatever, but they were eating pizza across the street from the club. And we went there, and we actually had the balls to go up to Bill and ask if we could (laughs) play the show. (laughs) This was like an hour before, you know.
2: (laughs) What did Bill say?
0: Actually, he was really cool about it. I remember him just being like, I can't, that's not my choice, you know. Kind of like, that. he kind of like took the high road there, you know. He should have told us to fuck off, but. He didn't. But um <laughs> yeah, and then we grabbed Pizza and we sat right next to him. <laughs> wow. probably, probably bugged him a little bit too much, but they were cool. Or Bill was cool. I don't the other guy didn't really say much, so
3: that's crazy. Yeah. It's cool that and you was, they saved your heart, you know.
0: Yeah, still just the uh the best show that I've I think I've ever seen. So that was like, like ever, ever, ever? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. it was. It was awesome because I was a Descendants head before that, you know, and yeah. then of course they were they were done, you know. I was never going to see them, and this was '96, you know, and um, I was right out of high school, and it was it was awesome. So Great.
3: I feel like I saw all these bands come back in like the 2000s. So I saw kind of the dregs sometimes. Like it wasn't always the best resurgence of everything, you know. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I saw some good shows, but but I I do envy people. Like I never got to see the Ramones, you know, like there are certain bands that I just never got to see and kind of bummed about it.
2: Yeah. So what was the best show you did ever
3: see? Oh, geez guys. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm just going to like say the most exciting one that I've been to recently, uh, which was uh, singing, seeing Iggy pop in Oakland. Um, He was awesome. He, he was present and engaged and, I don't know. I think part of it was the idea that you could be an old person. (laughs) Like he's ancient, you know? And he's fucking still killed it, you know? Is he still
0: like freakishly fit?
3: (laughs) He looked so good, you guys. He looked so good. He didn't cut himself or anything, but like, I mean, he was like a methy, like a methy fit, you know? Like he was (laughs) sinewy. (laughs) Um, It was an outdoor show in like a park um in Mosswood Park in Oakland so like I don't know that was pretty magical that's the best one I've been to recently but there's been weird moments like I remember seeing GBH um in LA at the Fonda and I stage dived off a balcony like into a sea of people and it wasn't even about the band at that point it was more just like I would never really done that, and it was exciting. So there's certain shows that I'm like, was it really the band that was so good? Or was it just the state of mind at the time was so, you know? Right. I don't know. what What's yours, Jody?
2: Mm, I always kind of default back to the Ramones. It was just this one particular time they played Mississippi Nights. It's a small club, and it was just so outrageous and packed, and people were getting crushed. It was just so much fun. Did they play all the hits. Yeah, I mean they played everything you could ask for, and I even, I even like went down there like hella early, at like three o'clock in the afternoon, dude, <laughs> and waited because I knew they'd be showing up at some time, and so I got to meet the Ramones, and I, I asked Johnny, he's like, is there anything you guys want to hear? I said, man, could you do Go Mental? And he fucking did, and I was like going bananas, of course, and <laughs> uh,
3: it was well, awesome. You were- that's awesome
2: the coolest part though was i didn't get to meet joey but after the show i like ran out to the back door of the club because i I wanted to meet joey so bad and uh he came out and he had a girl on on each arm and we just left him alone it's like he's busy dude (laughs) (laughs) he rolled out with two females i figured he's gonna have a good night
3: Uh, I know it's like I I, I thought he was so hot in like rock and roll high school when he's singing like I want you around (laughs) Riff Randall and I look back now like horrified like what was I thinking he was not hot Um, Uh, But did did you guys read that commando book uh, Johnny Ramone book? Yeah Like you guys I mean I read it twice and I'm actually writing a song about him right now I it changed me. It changed my vibe about him in a way. Like he's kind of a dick.
2: <laughs> totally. <laughs> but not to his fans. Like when I was a kid, when I met him at that time, he gave me a guitar pick out of his pocket and played the song I asked for. And took photos with me and shit. I mean, he was super cool to the fans, but not yeah, so much to Joey or anyone else.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and kind of. I guess I knew that. Like instinctive. I knew that. I I hadn't really gotten that much into it. And I went to like the Ramones Museum in Berlin last summer and stuff. And like, I mean, I felt like I knew a lot of stuff. But when I finally read that book, it just really put some pieces together in a weird way, you know, and it made me realize like, wow, like in order to keep a band together and to to do as much as the Ramones did, like you kind of have to like give you have to sacrifice something, you know, like it wasn't like they were just having a blast, like it pretty much sounded like it was hell. (laughs) (laughs) you know
2: it was a job to them after a certain point you know what i mean and it was a business i don't know i think that for the most part a lot of us want to believe that our bands are like the beatles and they're all these happy brothers and they live together and they're (laughs) in this fairy tale world this all these the best friends in the world and all this but a lot of times it's really just not that way you know
3: well dr kane hates the beatles so really uh, he would Yeah, he does. He actually gets a kick out of saying that to people because their eyes get all wide. Like what's wrong with you? (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, Nate, you said your first Ramones album was, um, end of the century, right?
0: Um, it was.
3: Oh, okay. I don't know where I heard that.
0: Well, Um, it was pleasant dreams was, I think my first one.
3: Oh, okay. Well that that was reads anyways was end of the century. And, uh, he was like, "Oh, the Ramones suck," and he thought the Ramones sucked for like fifteen years. <laughs> he, I know, right? <laughs> Until he realized, like, no, he just started on the wrong record for him. Oh my gosh, sorry, you guys. I don't know why this is. Popcorn's done. <laughs> Popcorn's done.
0: <laughs> I'm not a huge Beatles fan either, so.
3: Yeah, you've said that before. I feel like.
0: Yeah, yeah and I yeah, I'm just not a huge Beatles guy, so. I appreciate him.
3: I'll tell him that. I think that he will appreciate I, I, appreciate him.
0: I I feel his 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 pain there because every time I say I'm not a huge Beatles fan, usually people are like on my shit about it. So <laughs> I
3: I almost feel like you kind of want shit. Like do you feel like you want people to be like really, you know? Like do you want people to like come at you with that a little bit?
0: Um no, not really. I used to. You know, because it used to really get under people's skin. You know, so I used to kind of twist that knife a little bit. But no, not anymore. Now it's just annoying. Now I have to explain myself.
3: (laughs) Why can't you just be like normal and just say like the Beatles are great, and then just pretend and just
2: (laughs) (laughs) avoid conflict?
3: Yeah, but I just I just don't do that. You know, Uh, I respect. I'm. I feel the same way. I respect that. That's like so when people like. try to, because like people think I like like Riot Girl music, because like if you know my personality and I'm very political and feminist, they're like, I just don't like Riot Girl music. I don't like it. Like I don't think it sounds good, and and it bothers me because politically, I like, should love it, you know? And I just don't. And I just have to be like, sorry, I don't like Bikini Kill. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> We're on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think Bikini <laughs> Kill has like three good songs.
3: I mean, they have everything about them spiritually and as a movement was pretty awesome. But, yeah, you know, the Go-Go's had more good songs, you guys. The Go-Go's had more good songs. So.
2: Dude, better songs by the truckload.
3: Yeah.
0: Hey, this is B-Face here hanging in the dummy room where LSD makes you smarter.
1: Twisted, crazy, drug addict, sex fiends, you know, but we were cute and bubbly too, and that's what people responded to. Good evening, I'm Charlotte. Good evening. Good, evening. good evening, I'm Gina. Good evening,
3: I'm Jenny. I'm Kathy. Good, good
1: evening, I'm Belinda. I'm the Go Go's. <laughs> oh, no, I'm the Go no, I'm the Go Go's. No, we're, we're all. The well, time. anyway,
3: we'd like yeah. to thank you for inviting us into your home. Although I think I was wrong when I told Nate. I was like, we can't do a top five. There's only like five Good Go-Go songs. Like, I kind of regret saying that because there's a lot more than five.
0: Yeah. This definitely. was the hardest one I've done yet. Really? I think I say that every time we do one, but this one was pretty hard. So. Yeah. It was
2: tough choices to be made in that respect.
0: I don't know I have- how you guys did it, yeah. but when I, when I was going through them, I don't want to be like this uh, total cheese ball and just do the singles, you know, the hits, mm-hmm. the hits are really good, yeah. but they had so many other songs that weren't, you know, really singles that are still good. Yeah. But it's hard to get over those hits, you know? Yeah.
3: No one's going to be mad at you for liking the hits. Cause I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so whose idea was this my idea or was this Haley's idea? Thought it was your yeah, idea, I don't remember but I don't know. What was that was your
3: idea Nate? yeah, it was your idea.
0: Yep. I think it was. It's a good idea. So, not even sure why, but um maybe it's cuz you guys sound a little bit like the Go-Go's. There's definitely sure. some influence there.
3: Oh, totally. so much influence. It's insane.
0: Yeah. So, I love the Go-Go's, but I feel like I feel like uh the Crushers are um they play songs the way I wish the Go-Go's played them. Totally. You know what I mean? Ooh. Um, Thank you. That's a good compliment. Even the Go-Go's live, like I watched the old videos on YouTube and stuff, they're not very good. you Because know? <laughs> they're <laughs> like, dancing the whole time, dude. Well, I know. Well, it's not that they don't play them well. It's just that it's like rock them out a little bit, you know, but they never did. So,
3: Okay. Before we get into this, I've been, I've been uh, reading um, Belinda's book. Our Lips Are Sealed. Have you guys read it?
2: I have not. Mm -mm.
3: I swear to God, she partied harder than Vince Neil.
2: (laughs) She's like Scarface, dude.
3: (laughs) You know what's up. Yeah, it was like full on cocaine central with her. Insane. Boys and cocaine and just she was insane. She was just psycho. She was crazy. And I think one of the biggest problems they had with the first album when they finally listened to it was that it was so polished. So I think the disappointment that like I I also feel that way like I kind of wish I wish I could take the Go-Go's and like rough them up a little bit because that's how they were. They were rough and they got kind of polished down and I think they felt the same way about their sound and that caused some weird tension but also caused a lot of success for them. You know. Yeah. But I I agree that I want them to be a little rougher around the edges.
2: Yeah. You would think they would be live but they're really not.
3: I mean, really, I think there were some songs that felt pretty punk to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, Ropes or um, He's So Strange. Um, I always thought that sounded like a Smith song. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I hear it, I'm like, there's Uh,
0: Morrissey. It it sounded like
3: a B-52 song, kind of, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, um, they were a punk-fucking band.
2: Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen any of that old footage when, like, they'd be hanging around in the old L.A. punk scene when they were, like, Mm -hmm. younger? It's pretty cool. They were, like, drinking
3: cough syrup from the bottle. Yeah.
2: (laughs) What about that infamous, like, have either of you guys seen that infamous Go-Go's, like, uh, backstage sex tape thing?
3: Oh, Belinda writes about that in her book, but no, I haven't seen it.
2: I haven't either. Who's in it? Belinda or? All of them. Supposedly they would like make these dudes jerk off on film and shit. All kinds of (laughs) debauchery. I'd love to see it.
3: They used to have like this party I guess where every it was girls only and they all had to wear negligees and um, they all had to bring the most fattening food they could find and there were no boys allowed and they would just like eat cake and (laughs) like corn dogs and stuff and like hang out in lingerie. Like They were pretty. They were wild. Like I, I don't know, they were yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> I kind of wish that translated more into some of their music,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, some of the lyrics, if you if you know enough about them, they are kind of you know like how can you uh, what's the one about you can't walk in your sleep if you can't sleep? I mean, it's totally because mm. she was geeked. she can't sleep, she's fucking. <laughs> you know.
3: That is so true. And Belinda looks so good now. She must have had some plastic surgery cuz she did so many drugs. I can't believe she looks so good.
0: She <laughs> looked good back then, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had a big thing yeah. for her back in the day.
3: Yeah, you guys can say that she's hot. She's I won't be offended. Hot. She's hot. But
0: she was hot when she went solo with the uh, what was the uh, Heaven on Earth? Heaven on Earth
2: yeah. <laughs> Mm
3: -hmm. You know what? Um, Reed loves that circle in the sand. Circles in the sand. I guess he made out out with a girl in junior high to that song. So he's like, whenever it comes on, he's like, wait, wait, I have to hear this song. I made out with this hot girl in junior high. (laughs) So does it ever get weird being with the guy
2: in your band? I mean, is there ever a situation where, like, a girl in the audience doesn't know and she's trying to get at your – fucking husband i mean or vice versa <laughs> does it get kind of weird is it like fleetwood mac what's going on
3: oh <laughs> uh, that's such a good question i love it i love it so much um well this will make it pretty clear like we don't wear our wedding rings on stage and that's like for a reason because it's like you want to keep the fantasy alive you know totally. like i mean I'm, a- I'm on stage wearing go-go boots in a swimsuit and that's just <laughs> me you know that's just right. me it's who I am, and it's funny because people can tell there's chemistry between us on stage and they don't understand until they find out, like, oh, you guys have been married, you're in love, like, it makes sense. But to answer your question fully, we were in a band before we ever got together romantically. And if we don't play music together and we don't play shows together, that's when our marriage is going badly, so it's almost like we have to play music, we have to tour, we have to write songs, we have to record. And that's part of our like relationship. So I don't know if that's strange or if that's pretty common for like artists that are romantically involved, but it's almost like weird if we're not doing music shit together. If we don't, cause we have practice every Sunday. We don't have practice for a while. It gets all wonky and stuff and we get bitchy with each other. But no, I mean, he's not jealous. I'm not jealous. I mean, it's pretty rare that someone comes up to Reed, because if you ever see Reed play live, which you will, he'll just, he has, like, this death glare, and (laughs) he's really intense on stage, so he just kind of looks really intimidating and mean, so I don't think a lot of girls try to, like, flock to him, but if they do, it's like, you know, it's cute, it's good for, it's good for his, his ego, you know? Right. I don't, I don't get weird about that, and he's totally like, hey, like, you need to be free on stage and have fun and, like that's going to happen and people are going to buy you drinks and you know, just don't get so fucked up. I have to carry you to the van, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not right not, he's the band and I'm out partying. So he trusts me to like, you know, keep my shit together. So that's why our marriage works. Right on. Yeah. It's all about trust.
0: Yeah, it is. That's really cool. <laughs> so when you, when you guys are, you know, writing songs or when you're writing songs and something sucks, is he, uh, is he afraid to call you out on it or anything or?
3: No. But we yeah. do fight. We do fight. I mean, I write most of the shit on this band. And uh, like Magazine Dirty, he wrote most of the material. And then this band, I didn't even want him to be in the band. I was like, I had my own band called The Gal Friday because it was all girls. That shit blew up. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do Haley and the Crushers. And I was like, Reed, you sit out on this one. And then I needed a bass player. And he's like, just let me be in the band. It'll be cool. It'll totally be cool. And then he like join. And it's been awesome. Like he gives me advice when I need it and I ask for it. Um, And he will tell me if something is sounding contrived or not good or like, "Uh, you could work on this, you could work on that. Like he will tell me. Um, And we don't fight so much about his opinion. It's more we fight because our writing styles are so different. Like I said, I'm really obsessive and crazy. And like, I just want to finish something and polish it and be done with it. And he's more like, well, let's just try this here. Let's try that there. He's very loosey-goosey. Like, his songs aren't his babies. They're just, like, it's more like uh, my songs are my egg and his songs are sperm. And the sperm can die, right? You guys (laughs) eat your sperm all the damn time. And, like, I think there's something about, like, you know, the women's songs, you know, like, I do kind of nurture them and I don't want them to be, like, fucked up, so... We do have fights about stuff, but it's it's not like he's like, walking on eggshells. And he definitely improved songs. Like 1039 was a song that we collaborated with together. It was his music, my lyrics came together, and I think it was like really good. So,
2: Yeah, me too. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Good I thought that was a, would be an interesting way to do it. Like I've dated a couple girls. I've never been in the same band with them, but I've dated girls that were in bands. and. If I offered my opinion, oh my god! If it wasn't positive, it's was a big ordeal.
3: Yeah, no, it's hard sometimes, for sure. It is, and like in this band, I'm the boss. It's my name. It's, I'm pushing it forward, so my name, my word goes most of the time. So I'm like, you're vetoed, and and that's, that doesn't always go over well for him. You know. <laughs> so, but then he's gonna start his own band called the Scratchers. Well, we don't know what it's gonna be called for sure, but he <laughs> want so we want to do an an EP actually where. Haley gets kidnapped and because um, we have a lot of wrestling undertones in our music because Reed loves wrestling and our drummer loves wrestling and they want to have their um their crushers take over and they'll have their own EP that's like okay. super super punk because he's from the he's got a great background with with music and he's really into a lot of interesting bands bay area bands mostly and and kind of dystopian more sludgy dark doomy shit but um he wants, and he wants to do something really aggressive and do an EP. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, do it. And we'll have a whole storyline where I get kidnapped. <laughs> you know, cute girl gets kidnapped. And, like, he gets to finally, like, do his thing and funnel some of his aggression into his other project. And I'll just bow out and continue writing the new album, which I am right now. And it's all good. It's, it's awesome. just our life. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds crazy, but we don't have kids. So these are our kids. It's a it's, it's crazy life
2: i think that's a great idea you know and i don't think i think it's kind of unique too you know i think it, mm-hmm. it's a good idea and all this,
3: this can have like weird references to like you know i don't know it not a violence against women obviously but it be like Haley got haley has gone like she's <laughs> not she's not part of this anymore <laughs> right rest in peace
2: wow yeah that'd be cool <laughs> different angle so yeah. in the other band like uh Magazine Dirty, did you do any of the vocals? Because I've only really heard the one song that Jughead played, and it—I it, yeah. don't think that was you, right?
3: Um, I sang the like the chorus, the trashed, trash, trash, trash oh, okay, chorus. Okay, okay. Um, that was part of what bothered me is I was I was writing some of those songs and I wasn't able to sing them, so I was kind of like, eh, I want to do my own thing where I can actually like you know sing. But it was weird when I was actually started recording and singing with this band, and people were like Belinda Carlisle, Belinda. Because I didn't see that connection at all. But now that I, like, listen to the Go-Go's and I listen to Belinda and I listen to, like, our shit, it does totally, like, make sense. You know? Like, we do sound a lot alike, but I never really put two and two together in my mind.
2: Right. (laughs) I think it's cool. I mean, there's nothing wrong with sounding like Belinda Carlisle. She was fucking great.
3: I got a chicken named Belinda.
2: Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. So you got, the like, raccoon- what's up with the- You name them all? Yeah, the raccoons have not- all yeah.
3: um, <laughs> There's Belinda Carlisle. There's a big, huge, fat one named Beyonce, who I didn't name. She just came to me as Beyonce. <laughs> uh, we got Wanda Jackson. She's a real plucky. And then we have a little yellow one named Pilsner. And uh, it's like the fucking chicken holocaust. Like, they're always getting killed by raccoons. They're always getting killed by raccoons. So... Um, these chickens are okay, but like I shouldn't even say that because, <laughs> God forbid, you know, a raccoon gets hungry and then they're all fucked.
2: I didn't know that raccoons like ate like live animals <laughs> like that. That's crazy. I didn't either. I thought they, they eat them? when I see they- them, they're always trying to get in the fucking garbage pails in the back. You know what I mean? So oh, much that we get- have to like bungee them closed.
3: See I thought we had this kindred thing with raccoons But maybe it was all in my mind (laughs) Because (laughs) Because I fucking hate them
2: (laughs) Dude me too
3: They eat my my chicken's faces off And then Reed has to go out and pick up the dead Chicken carcass and put it in the Trash can and like I don't get to See it but I know it happens Yeah it's gnarly Wow
2: I had no idea They could be that like brutal That makes it even More creepy
3: I think you should do a top five, like, uh, raccoon atrocities. <laughs> <laughs>
2: totally. Chicken Holocaust has got to be at the top of that list.
3: Chicken Holocaust. That's like a bluegrass punk band.
2: <laughs> Some death metal song. Like, Chicken
3: Holocaust. But it would totally be like a like a Scruggs-style bluegrass June band.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah those raccoons are filthy animals
0: <laughs> so should we do the top five yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right.
3: that was a weird not default. to seg
2: from chicken holocaust <laughs> but yeah let's go ahead and seg
0: hey this is pat
1: and hey, hey, chris
3: and mikey
1: and we're from the beatnik termites and you're listening to the dummy room They seem like fresh-faced all-american girls with catchy hooks and killer looks the
0: really All the guys thought they were great and all the girls wanted to be them the beat, the And in the early 80s the Go-Go's took
1: the world on a joyous musical ride
3: We really captured that moment in time
1: But behind the bubbles and bows, the girls hid some dark and dirty secrets. We were cute and bubbly. I mean, we were also like, you know, twisted, crazy, drug addict, sex fiends. The band was beleaguered by an insatiable appetite for booze and drugs. Friendship was devastated by backstabbing dramas, decadence, and dope. There were fights, big fights, physical, verbal. So after just three albums, they decided that five go-go's were four too many. I think in a certain way, they still feel like they blew it.
0: the go-go all right we're starting
2: let's let Haley Haley start she's the guest
3: um it's vacation vacation Vacation. that's that's my
2: number five that's my number five really yeah (laughs) holy shit you were saying before i didn't want to go with all the hits but vacation is so undeniable i loved it so much when i was a kid that video i mean it's too good it's just too good plus the unlovables kind of ripped it off which is great
0: i I, um i thought it was going to be my number one just because it's uh i thought it was my favorite one but i dropped her so I I, i think i've heard it too much
3: also can we talk about how long it takes to get to the chorus
0: <laughs> it does. But once
2: it finally gets there, it's such a payoff. You know what I mean? Totes. Good one.
3: Totes. But it takes a goddamn long time. <laughs> that is why I also bumped it down. Because I, I initially was like, that's a great song. I love that song. And then I realized, I don't know, man. Like the chorus is really good. It's super sparkly and bright. And I do like that that's when like the synth was coming in and like they were kind of that new wavy sound. And like it, it was very sparkly. And I like that. But it took a long time to get to that beautiful chorus. So I'm going to dock them points. and That's why they're number five.
2: Right up. Okay. You're right about that, though. I hadn't really noticed it. But yeah, I mean, the chorus is way, it's like a minute in. Yeah.
3: And like every other song, you could probably say the verse, right? You could probably hum it right now. But I can't hum Vacation's verse. And I've listened to it like eight times this week. Wow. Right? Yeah. Okay.
0: I kind of have it in my head. Do- so Yeah. What you got, Nate? Let's hear it. <laughs> Do it. I'm not doing a beatnik termites for you here, so <laughs> All right. it was worth a shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, so
3: what did you what
2: did you have for number four then, Haley?
3: I so this is controversial, you guys, but I have how much more?
2: That's my number four. Yeah, I love that song. You're just
3: like, really? Yep.
0: really?
2: That's one of my favorites. <laughs> it is in fact.
3: You know, Isn't your number four two G Jody?
2: No, it's, it's a, little, a little bit higher up for me.
3: Ooh, so I went back and forth on this because it's so simple. I almost felt like it was a cop out. Like it's just so it's such a simple, sweet song. But it, the simplicity of it is what makes it so perfect. I love that song.
2: Hell yeah! Especially like when those toms come in right before the chorus. It's fucking tight. Yes. That's one thing yes. about the Go Go's—they always had the greatest like floor tom sound for some reason. On all, a lot of these songs, the floor tom is just sounds great.
3: Yeah, they're, um, that was it Gina? Yeah, Gina was like super pro, right?
2: Totally. She like, was a she great drummer. Knew,
3: yeah, she knew what the fuck she was doing.
2: Oh, yeah. I think without her, a lot of these songs wouldn't be quite as punky. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because they are very minimal songs. The music is minimal, It's but that the drum keeps it together.
0: Yeah, big time. I always used to watch the the old videos just to see if it was actually her playing, you know. <laughs> and I would just like watch her and I'm like, There's no way she's playing this, but she was she was good. Yeah. yeah was her. I think
3: she I think she was professionally trained. Um I'm trying to like think about the Belinda book I'm reading right now. I think that Gina was like a professionally trained drummer. Whereas the rest of them were kinda like, you know, out of the woodwork. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, she definitely sounds like she knows exactly what she wants to do and executes it perfectly, you know?
3: She also wrote a lot of, of the songs, which is kind of weird for a drummer. Like, drummers aren't real musicians, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just
3: kidding. I'm just kidding. What's your Mikey what
2: Erg or Bill Stevenson, I guess?
3: <laughs> I know that's not true. But the, um, there's a lot of songs that she worked on and, did, and she did a good job. I mean, Belinda didn't write shit. She didn't write any songs, really. She was just doing coke the whole time.
2: <laughs> just a pretty face sing, with like, two nostrils. Oh, she could sing, though. Yeah, she really could sing.
3: And yeah. it's so natural. Like that's what I love about her vo- her voice. It's just so natural.
0: I kind of wish she would. Uh, she would have just uh, let it loose a little more often. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like she held back, and it's like God. It's, she could just belt it out. I bet. But yeah. She never really did so.
2: I bet you yeah, a lot of that had to do with their first record and like being pro- so overly produced, you know what I mean? Cause I'm, I would have to bet they were a lot more raw before they made that record. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, they were.
0: Yeah.
2: So maybe they just a- figured, hell man, it sold a lot of records. And we might as well keep doing what we're doing, you know?
3: Yeah. Wasn't, they were like the number one, selling female group that wrote their own songs or something like number one on the billboard or what can was it? I
2: believe that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, why fuck with that? But, but there are moments when she does kind of growl or she gets kind of like sultry and that is the, her essence. Like I wish she did do more of that too. Like that's why I say I kind of wish they had roughed up their sound a little bit more. I absolutely adore them. I mean, when I was like eight years old, this was, one of the first records I latched onto, Beating the Beat. So I love them, but I, I can see how they kind of held back a little bit. And I, I, I agree.
2: Yeah. I always just thought if they would have just used Marshalls, it would have been so much <laughs> cooler. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the guitar tone is a little clean to my taste.
3: I yeah. Like and that I Johnny sound. Like, I play a kind of a, you know, I play Gretsch and I play like a very reverby you know clean sparkly guitar yeah so i like that The brightness of the guitar um i think it's really fun and upbeat but that would have been interesting to hear like a fucking like yeah like a ramonesy martial tone you yeah. know
2: they would definitely <laughs> made those songs they would have been considered punk by a whole lot more people i think you know
3: yeah and especially some of their later records, like Talk Show, like, that guitar tone is trash. Like, just throw <laughs> that garbage. It just, it went from bright and sparkly to, like, tr- treble, trebly and bleh, just shitty.
2: Barky. It's a little barky.
3: Barky. I like that.
2: But there's some good songs on that record, too. None of them made my list, though, however. I got one of them. You got head over heels, don't you?
3: Nope.
2: <gasps> no? Nope. Holy shit. Nope. I thought for sure you it had that. <laughs> I have an idea. Oh. So, what did you have for number four, Nate?
0: Uh, how much more? Oh, that's right. Same one.
2: Great one. My number four is not how much more, but it does have killer toms and it's skid marks on my heart.
3: Oh, yes, yes.
2: That song's a ripper. Yes. It is good. I always love that one. And for me, it was all like that first record. I. I had that when I was a young kid, and I just fucking played it to death, man. I loved it, still do. So most of mine I'm are so coming right off of the first record. But I'm
3: so glad that's on there, Jody. Like I'm so glad because I was going to do that as number uh, five or four too, and I bumped it down. And I kind of because there's some cool parts on that. There's um there's sort of like a weird guitar solo at the end of it. That's sort of like a surfy baritone tone. Yeah there's some weird shit on that song. Like they kind of like went all out on that song, but I don't know why I bumped it. It's
2: hard to just choose five. I had a couple ones that I kept like readjusting and I don't even know if I'm still happy with the result, but this is what I'm going with.
3: Well, I guess Belinda wrote um, that song. That was one of the songs she did write or Uh was part. Yeah. And she wrote about this old beat up junker car she had and, and, and about like the, you know, how it related to, like, a shitty boyfriend, basically. And I had a shitty junkie car and a shitty boyfriend at the same time. So <laughs> I love that song so much. Uh, actually listen to the lyrics, you know, it's all, like, references to, like, car things. Yeah, It's cool. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, I love yeah. that one.
2: So what'd what did you have at number three? What does she say?
0: She, she says carburetor in that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of. Weird thing to say, so
2: bonus points for I using carburetor don't. in lyrics.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and exhaust. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And skid marks. Yeah. Uh, what'd you have at number three, Haley?
0: What what's that, Nate? I hope we don't have the same one again. Y- you might.
3: <laughs> well, number three and and like I said, I really wanted to branch out, but I did I listened to every album, including God Bless the Go Go's, which had some really cool, like, pop punky mm-hmm. things that I loved. But I mean, you can't get away from the classics. And so, number three for me has to be We Got the Beat.
2: Nice. Can't beat that one, man. I mean, that mm. song. Killer drum sound, awesome bass line, little yeah. nod to what always uh, reminds Fast me of Fast Time. Times, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah.
2: I didn't go with that I one didn't. on my list, though.
0: I didn't either. Just because it was too damn obvious. But can I say
3: something? It is the most clappable song in the world. Like you could clap the fuck out of that song.
2: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Did you ever hear the Huntington's version of that song? No. It's not bad. I think I prefer the original still, but uh, yeah, that song. I can remember being like in PE in like third grade and they used to let us bring in 45s, and they'd play them while we ran laps and shit. And uh, someone would always bring that one. It'd be like, we got the beat, I Love Rock and Roll, 99 Red Balloons, and fucking... uh <laughs> Always something there to remind me. <laughs> those, and Uptown Girl, all those songs were heavy rotation in my PE class.
3: <laughs> They're like the A-sides of your nightmares. but But <laughs> I do think about, like, is it Greece where the kids jump off the um, like off the stairs in the, in the like the entrance of the school and it's like they're getting out of school and it's all exciting or is that fast times? I can't remember what movie it is. but when uh, I hear the song that like doo 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 do doo doo, you know, and like that piano and the guitar yeah. t- it, it makes me think of like the last day of of school and like the first day of summer and um, yeah, but it's it is kind of a simple a side. It's a basic bitch song. I admit to that. (laughs) It's great. But it had to be on the list, you guys. It had to be on the list.
2: Yeah, it's definitely one of their greatest hits of all time, for sure. I think I just played it too much when I was a kid.
0: I got a question about a high school. So I you live in California, obviously. You grew up there. Did you go to a cool high school? Like um like in all the on T V it's like the nine oh two one oh or uh gleaming the cube or any movies like that. It seems like all they were always outside. Like oh, everyone's just sitting around like a corridor all the time.
3: So <laughs> yes, Nate, I did. So when I was sixteen and I moved from the area I live in now back to South Bay, uh LA area, I went to Redondo Union High School, which was uh right by the beach right by redondo beach you know surf spots and sun yeah, yeah. and and the fun factory and the pier and i immediately met three girls that were like the the three punk girls in school we immediately started a band we immediately started ditching school we were never at school or we were smoking like you know outside or in the girl like literally in the girls room we were smoke we were we were the quintessential like bad Bad girl, like Southern California punk, like you know, fucked up haircuts and fishnets, and we were those people. And uh, yes, I mean, not that the high school was cool, but we were cool, and we thought we were fucking cool. And like we were, you know, at the beach, and it was it was totally like of that vibe. And my dad went to actually uh, Hollywood High, so wow, yeah,
4: <laughs> cool,
0: valley girl.
3: Yeah. yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. No, just, like movies like I can't even think of anymore. Like Pump Up the Volume and like uh in Man. It's like they're they're fucking never in class. Everyone's just always sitting around outside.
3: So our zero period was surfing. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was it was cool. It was cool. But I mean we we were supposed to go to school. It just I mean, some of us did, but I certainly didn't go to school like ever. <laughs> so
2: uh, to answer right. your question. That's what's up. Cool. Well, when I was a kid it was all about turning sixteen so that you could drop out and go to night school for the rest of your time in the preg- school.
3: With all the pregnant girls.
2: All the pregnant girls and stoners. It was pretty cool. <laughs> they give they actually yeah. let you have smoke breaks and shit so everyone would just be like getting high to refresh for the rest of the class and shit. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, I just got my G E D. But I I kinda wish I had done that because that does sound like it would have been fodder for some cool songs and stories and stuff. Yeah. It was... what were you guys like in high school?
2: It was exactly the same.
0: Pretty much the same,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. just a little more stupid. That's about it.
3: <laughs> Stupider than now?
2: If you could believe it, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, one of those
2: dudes, though, that say. always had a band, so I didn't give a fuck about school. You know what I mean? I was more concerned with rock and roll.
3: Yeah, we would have hung out for sure.
0: Totally. Yeah, I was, I, I w- I, that's when I was in bands, I was in high school. So, yeah, same thing. That's all we wanted to do was, you know, skip school and go practice. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: One time I went to regular, like, morning day school on acid. That was a trip, <laughs> it was a bad idea. <laughs> I left at lunch. I couldn't take it. I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> I don't know uh, what possessed me to think dropping acid and going to school was a good idea, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, so where are we do at that? on this list? You never Number did two. acid, or never went to school on acid.
0: Uh, neither. So nope.
2: Right on. i
3: never done acid either.
2: Well, you guys are both lucky. You don't, yeah. want to, you don't want no part of this, do we? <laughs> uh,
3: Dr. Kane gets acid flashbacks a lot, though, because he definitely did a lot of acid. Yeah?
2: I <laughs> yeah. don't know if I've ever had a flashback, but I expect to be pretty senile as an old man. <laughs> 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 we'll see what happens. So where are we yeah, on well, this so, list? We're at number
0: three? I, uh, my number three... I didn't say it, did I? Okay, yeah, no, did I Haley didn't. Haley, uh, give number
3: three.
0: It was we got yeah, the Yeah, you guys
3: like totally judged me for number three. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, you get, you guys are gonna fucking judge me for this one. It's um, off talk show, which is kind of a cheesy record. Um, I went with yes or no. Well, I like what? that one. It's it's a slow one. It's um. We had to have some kind of slow jam for you. It's, it's it's really good, but I don't know if you've ever seen the video. The actual video, I don't know what, oh, I don't know, I know who it is. I can't remember, but there's there's one of them. It might be Belinda. It might be the drummer too, which would make sense. But I swear she's playing with like two big dongs, and she's like drumming on her legs with them. What? They're like, yeah, really? they're like at, they're like at the pool, you know, just all like, you it's know, just... just goofing off. And I swear she's got two big dildos and she's beating them on her leg. I'm looking this up. <laughs> you got to look it up, I'm looking it up right sure now. Are you sure
3: you're doing acid right now? I might
0: be. I'm so pretty... I have
3: it figured out because we have it on vinyl. I don't know why we have talk show on vinyl. I mean, that's weird. But um... uh, She totally is right at the
2: beginning. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, Kaylee. I'm no, right, they're... right? Are they dildos or what? Let me see here. Uh, it looks like dildos. Trick. It could be uh, kielbasa like maybe. Good. I don't know.
0: They're like big... Big ones too, if I. Were.
2: <laughs> Definitely phallic.
0: I don't know the song. You know, I I'm a sucker for like, eighties pop. So, this is a uh, this is a perfect song.
3: Yes or no? I'll take it fast or slow. I'll make it easier for you to decide. Yes or no? Hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. Very
3: deep. Hmm. <laughs> Well I'm glad that we have dildos in this episode
2: It wouldn't be the dummy room Without a mention of some (laughs) type of dildos
3: Gummy dildos of some sort Uh
0: yeah I don't think we'll ever outlive the gummy dildo No (laughs) Mine's on display
2: (laughs) It's a treasured keepsake I will pass down Through the generations (laughs) (laughs) I love it so you had yes or no, correct? Yeah, Nate? I had.
0: Yep, I had wow. to go with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I had to go, uh, even though I, I know
0: a talk show is kind of that record, you know, that's like, eh, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah,
2: I don't know. At the time, I very thought it was slick, good.
0: I liked it.
3: Well, the L.A. Times said that it was awkward. Really? Yeah.
2: That was their whole review. One word: awkward.
3: Yeah. Awkward. What
0: year is that record? You shit know? Sandwich.
2: Yeah. <laughs> i think it was like 85 or something right was uh, it that old I, I think so uh 84 84
0: the first one's what 81 um uh, 81 yeah it was beauty and the beat yeah that's crazy
3: that's yeah, crazy i mean talk show wasn't horrible um no,
0: no it had a
2: couple hits too i mean wasn't Head Over Heels on there? I mean, that's a great one. Head Over Heels. Yeah, that's yep. a great
3: song. That's a great song. Yes, you guys, what that Beatnik Beach song.
0: I like that one. I don't like that song. You don't like that what? one. I, I, well, I do like it. Just sort of, you know, what you would expect a surf song to kind of sound like. You know, just like
2: yeah. Right. That's eh. true, but still, I like that. I think It's Me is probably my favorite on that record. That's a good one.
3: Yeah, you like that one. I, I hope I hope that there are some other albums on this list besides just and the Beat and Vacation, but I'm kind of thinking there's probably not.
2: <laughs> I didn't venture too far from those two
3: because but God bless the Go Go's had some had a good, couple good songs. They actually had a song written by Billy Joe. Oh
2: uh-huh. really?
3: Yeah. I don't there's... know if I've
2: ever even heard that record. It was there's... so like so much later, I don't think I ever heard it. The go-go is to me, I'm kind of attached to this old shit from MTV, you know what I mean? When I was a little kid. I never did really you- followed them
0: all- too much yeah. further.
3: But Nate, did you listen to that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know what you thought.
0: Um, I didn't care for the record, but there's one song on there that's really, really good.
3: Is it Unforgiven?
0: It is Unforgiven. It's my number two, actually, so... Yeah. <sighs>
3: That's rad. That's rad. I couldn't such... put it on the list because it was so late in the career, but that's a great song.
0: I had to do it. I remember when it came out. They were like on. Uh, they did the whole media circuit, you know. And I think I saw them play live on like Regis and Kelly or Kathy Lee, probably maybe back then. <laughs> and um, I was like, holy fuck! I couldn't believe it, you know, because they it it fucking rocked. And. Um, yeah it's it's a rocker. So if you haven't heard that song, Jody, you should. It's is that the one that Billy Joe wrote? I don't even
3: I think that was the one Billy Joe wrote. It's great I, I mean that's the best song on the album by far. Like that is the best song. I almost put it on the list
0: wow. i I had to, and I just i it, I thought it would be like number five. and then at, the more I listened to it, I was like, it's too good. So
3: you're so brave that you you put that on because I was just like, oh, I'm such a I like the vintage go-gos too, and I don't want to. Muck it up with this like 90s go go stuff. I,
0: I had to because this is this is like the most you know pop punk they ever got, you know, or close to you know our little bubble that they ever got. It's so good.
3: I mean, it's I so think good. someone should cover it. I mean, I kind of want to cover it now. I mean, it's it you is should, a, yeah, you
2: should. no one would know. Can <laughs> I <laughs> do that Nana song too? That'd be the shit. What is that? Just a dream. I sent it to you on Facebook a couple days ago, I think. I don't know, but it's a great one. I haven't heard that a long time. Yeah, that is good. I love that song. I tried to cover it, but I couldn't couldn't sing it. It was too (laughs) high for my range.
3: uh, I cover um, This Town on my first Crusher's record, Jewel Case, and it ruined the song for me. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't put it on the list because I play it so often and I actually like the way we play it more than the original song now. Um, now. But people, when we play that song live, people are always like, oh my God, thank you for playing the Go-Go's. Oh, like it's this huge, you know, I don't think people really cover them that much. Right. They should though.
2: Yeah, they were a great band. Mm -hmm. I think people just think of them as just like a MTV pop band when in fact they were really rad.
3: Yeah, they're... Like I said, like their simplicity, but their are really lush background vocals that were so on point. Like their backing vocals were fucking phenomenal. Like, is there anything that compares to it today in the female like realm?
2: Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, Maybe the Unlovables. That's the only one I could think of. It's,
3: it's almost like they're robots, like they're fembots. Like, I don't even know how <laughs> they sing. Like that. They're fembots.
2: Yeah, they definitely got that uh, those harmonies down, for sure.
3: Yeah, they're amazing.
2: I think the Bangles were like that, too.
0: Bangles were good, too?
3: Yeah, but I also feel like they also had only, like, six really good songs.
2: I'm with you on that. Yeah. I don't even know if they had six, did they?
3: <laughs> Maybe I'm being generous.
2: <laughs> I think you are. Yeah. Well, they, were they did cool have Susanna Hoff, though. So. I was going to say, Susanna Hoff count me in
3: wow wow wow
2: (laughs) sorry Haley
3: no (laughs) I'm trying to be one of the guys it's so hard (laughs) hubba hubba there you go (laughs) (laughs) she was hot she was really beautiful I mean if I was in her band I would be jealous I'd be like fuck you (laughs) everyone else was like oh I guess we're just potato people (laughs) Compared to her.
2: Right. Interesting that Prince would write that that hit for him, you know? Pretty cool.
3: Which song was that?
2: He wrote that Manic Monday song.
3: He did? I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I don't really like Prince, but I like that he did that.
2: You don't like Prince? That's a shocker.
3: I think that there should be a smoothie place called Raspberry Puree.
4: <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a that great idea.
3: It is Prince-themed. I'm not saying I hate Prince, you guys. I just... It's like, I don't... I don't know. Maybe I'm just too young. I i don't understand. I understand Michael Jackson, but I don't understand Prince.
1: Wow. Sorry.
3: I'm sorry.
2: You got to go watch Purple Rain and get back to us. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a
0: Midwest thing, maybe. Maybe.
3: <laughs> Is he from the yeah, Midwest? Well,
0: He's from Minneapolis, Minneapolis. yeah.
3: Well, he was a I a damn ha- genius. I, if I leave this conversation without talking about the Midwest tour... I will be in big trouble. So at some point, I have to remember to talk about that.
2: <laughs> For sure. I'm excited yeah. that you're coming through my neck of the woods. I get to see you guys live. It's going to be awesome. It's
3: going to be super fun. You're going to come on stage. You're going to sing Bad Girls with us.
2: We'll see about that. <laughs> We're going to get
3: on stage. so You can just hit that one key jab on that song that's like, ding, 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 ding. ding, ding.
2: ding, ding. I you're could do that. that. I could definitely <laughs> do that. <laughs> Let me tell you. Did you right. guys figure out what it's venue happened. you're playing at yet?
3: Um, possibly. I'll, I, will, uh, I have a document open with some of these dates, and I will look and see while we're still talking. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Should we move on to number two?
2: I haven't given my number three yet, but oh, I will sorry. tell you that it is Can't Stop the World. that song yeah that's always been one I, of my favorites
3: I'm very interested in your selections here because <laughs> I feel like Can't Stop the World and Skid Marks on My Heart have a similar something to them it's the
2: Toms floor Toms good, yeah. <laughs> I've always been a fan of that ever since I mean you know the Ramones
3: yeah and that's a great song too I'm glad it's on the list I
2: tend to kind of go to the ones that are a little more punky you know Totally. To me, that one is. So, yeah, I had to go with that one. So, what did you guys have for number two?
3: Um, let's see. Okay. I did a song that I feel like is one of the best go-go songs of all time. Okay. And it's a slow jam. Okay. All right. And it's not this town. <laughs> it starts with an L. And it's less. Uh, less to love.
0: Less to love. love.
3: Ugh. That is a fucking
2: burner. I love that one too. I like that one.
3: I love how um the guitar fades in in the beginning. Like it fades into your ears. You know? Like yeah. it's like I love that. It's it's just it's so dramatic and confessional. And actually, it's I guess it's about Jane, the guitar player's relationship with the singer of the band Madness. Didn't I didn't know that until I read Belinda's book recently. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But the guitar part and the the backing vocals and it just, I love that it keeps coming back to that like confessional part where she's, Belinda's singing that little, you know, capture and kill. Yeah. You know, it's it's very, it's just very like epic. It's an epic song. Love that song.
2: Yeah. Another place in time. What did yeah. She say, I did it all for thrills.
3: Yes. I did it all for thrills.
2: <laughs> there you go. I love how she says uh, what's the last line it's like had no idea you would tear my world apart I think she says yeah that's a great line
3: I had no idea that you yeah tear my world apart it's so
2: good what you guys should do is you know how all these pop punk bands started covering Ramones records you should be the first one to cover you know Beauty and the Beat and then it'll start that whole trend
3: cover the whole record My God, Becky.
2: (laughs) I mean, you already do this town, so there's not that many more to learn.
3: That's a good (laughs) idea. All right, we're doing it.
2: There you go. Go, Go-go core. Go-go core.
3: (laughs) But as a guitar player, I don't know if you've tried to play some of these Mm -hmm. guitar leads. They're very weird. They're super simple, but they're kind of like... I don't know, they're not very user-friendly. Like, when you try to play them, they're kind of weird. Um, and then and a lot of the songs, like, they have that, the piano becomes more of the guitar um, melody in yeah. some of, the, like, the stuff. So it is kind of weird to play as, like, a three-piece punk band like we are. Because, I mean, this is a five, five-piece five band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: but five, if you're in the, in the studio, truck. it doesn't matter.
3: mm. It's true, and I do like this idea. Yeah, we need more copycat bands, and I'm going to be the next one. Use that fucking banjo. Up.
2: Yeah, <laughs> instead of piano, use the banjo.
3: <laughs> I wish I would never told people that I played banjo, because now it's going to be like, play the fucking banjo, bitch.
0: Are hey, you guys, uh, have you guys ever played ukulele?
3: No.
2: Sparets <laughs> no? Um, are
0: too small. Yeah, what we... My daughter wanted one, so we bought one for Christmas for her. Aww. So, um, yeah. So she hasn't gotten it yet, but she wants one, and she picked one out. So, yeah. Cool. She wants to take lessons. So,
3: yeah. I love that. I hope that she. Uh, well, it's a pretty easy instrument to play, so that's a good like air. You know, it's a very easy entry into music to play the ukulele. So. Well, she's she's a she's a piano player. Wow. So. She's
0: she's really really fucking good at piano.
3: So she can play on our uh, Go Go's record. There you go. Okay, What's yeah. happening. No,
0: she's she's eleven and she is a she's like a prodigy. So wow.
3: Why is she on the podcast?
0: Uh, cause she's eleven. <laughs> 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 she she picks up enough of my bad language.
3: Right. So. I, I know. I like, cussing, like a goddamn sailor. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my wife's like, she can't listen to those and every once in a while she's like, Dad, what'd you talk about? So i let me hear some of it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
3: <laughs> yeah, you can't.
2: That's, uh, definitely uh, a bit explicit.
3: You guys both have daughters, right? <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mine that's at awesome. least
2: got to watch me open up my gift of a rainbow dildo from Nate, so that was good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, it all goes back to the
3: dildo. Yeah. That was an the she, Well my daughter's
2: nineteen, so she watches her father, she stopped by, you know, and she watches me open up a package from a friend of mine named Nate and there's a big dildo in it. She's like, What is going on here? I'm like
3: She's nineteen
2: though, I mean I mean she enough. gets it, but she's just, she didn't really understand the context of why I'd be receiving a dildo in the mail. <laughs>
0: hey, you're not the first guy I've given a dildo to. So,
3: there's things about her dad she just doesn't understand.
2: Right. She's very uh, accepting, though, so it's all good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys want to know what we did last night? Sure.
2: Sure.
0: So my my kids both had piano practice. So my wife and I went and we went and did some Christmas shopping, and we took Miles. And we bought them some stuff, so we had to go home and drop it off before we picked them up. So I just dropped my wife off, and then I went to pick up my kids, and my wife was supposed to kind of hide the shit. And she called when I was picking them up, and she said, you know, just drive around for a little bit. I need some time. So we drove to my sister's house. She doesn't live that far. And I told my kids that, jokingly, if there's anything Christmas in her yard, in her, but she lives in a condo, but in the front of her house, we'd steal it knowing that she wouldn't have anything out. Right. But <laughs> well, we got to my sister's place, and she has a wreath on her front door. Oh, shit. So <laughs> my daughter my daughter holds me to it. She says, I've got to steal it. So we pulled in the driveway. My daughter runs up to the door, steals the wreath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> and God. then, then, then we we're driving home, and it was like, what, what, what are we going to do with this? Should we keep it? Should we gift wrap it and give it back to her at Christmas? And then we came up with the idea that we would go to my mom's house and steal, basically exchange them.
4: <laughs>
0: so we did that. So we drove to my mom's house, hung that one on my mom's door, took my mom's, went back to my sister's house, and hung it there. And now we're just waiting to see who notices first. They oh haven't noticed God. yet? And, no, I've, I, I assume we've done this before. This is sort of like my thing. Um uh, Christmas so my sister, I'll be the, right on. <laughs> Well stealing Christmas shit. And yeah, I've I oh I've got a really good story. Maybe I shouldn't tell it on this one. But um so yeah, this my sister would call me. I'm the first guy she's gonna call. You know? <laughs> right. Where's, where's my fucking wreath? <laughs> but yeah, no one's noticed yet. It's kinda what we do here. You're so devious. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid we um I had a friend, I lived in Madison, and uh, I had a friend, his mom was a real bitch, and she had this, you know, this big, like, concrete gnome, you know, those that sit, this thing's like two feet tall, and it weighs like, you know, 7,500 pounds, and we went to her house and we stole it, and we still have it, this was like 30 years ago, (laughs) What? (laughs) yeah, we stole it, and... We kind of give it back to each other as gifts on weird occasions. (laughs) So like when I got married, my sister gave it to me as a wedding gift. So (laughs) Uh go to the fucking reception and there's a big fucking concrete gnome sitting there. And everybody's like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah. So that's what we do. And then my niece got it for her when she graduated high school. I gave it to her. So yeah, <laughs>
3: like a hint that you want Jody to start like passing the dildo back to the family and like yeah. you know
0: mm, he can if he wants, but no, so that's kind of what we do we yeah, <laughs> kind of weird.
3: I love that, like I don't like Christmas, so I don't have any like good Christmas stories, but i would I would like to take part in that tradition that's, that's a cool tradition
0: yeah. stealing shit and then giving it to somebody else. Exactly. that's what Christmas is all about
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> the magic. yeah the we magic. never gave the
0: gnome back that we've never I haven't seen my friend in, since I moved you know it's been 30 years so wow. I always thought it would be cool to take it back just like drop it off <laughs> I think she's she's got to be dead by now I mean she was pretty old
1: oh,
0: God. I'm <laughs> assuming she has to be dead but I guess I could give it to him you can leave it at her gravesite
3: this is something <laughs> That's you guys. It's not two more, I
2: don't know. <laughs>
3: you guys meet for the first time. This could be like a mission you guys go on. You could film it. It could be part of your documentary. You have your bromance. Totally.
0: This thing might end. Up, this thing could end up in the uh, crusher mobile.
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's when you That's should cool. come to visit. Nate is in April when Ailey's gonna be here. Yeah. That'd be Brilliant. tight.
3: Yeah, we got room. That would be cool. Uh, April twenty fifth through May seventh.
2: It's gonna be cool. Thanks.
3: Thanks to Dougie Tangent from The Putts and Devious Ones, my label mate at Eccentric Pop, for booking everything. He deserves a shout out.
2: Yeah, I like a great band.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Dougie's great. Uh, Everything he touches is great. And he's awesome. So I'm glad I have to work in a little bit of tour dates in there. So, yeah, we will be all over the Midwest. Um, I don't know what those states are, though, because I'm from California. So they all seem the same to me. (laughs) Just kidding.
2: Somewhere in the heartland, you can find Haley Crushers coming up uh, this spring.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm looking forward to it, honestly. I think it's going to be cool.
3: And we don't have a venue for, for that night that we're gonna be in St. Louis yet. So we are actually looking for help on certain dates. So if people wanna reach out to Dougie Tangent at gmail dot com or hit Dougie Tangent up on Facebook, that would be very helpful. He's actually gonna be drumming for us when we come through. So Cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Sorry to segue in an awkward way, but I, I had to like throw that out there. <laughs>
2: No, not a
0: problem. <laughs> so yeah. number two, number two for Haley was what? I forget already.
3: Lust for love, lust okay. to love.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I had Unforgiven from I think that record came out in like two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two yeah, or something. 2001.
3: So yeah,
0: way after talk show. I mean, but
3: what, that's a seven? great song. I'm so glad it's on the list.
0: Yes. I'm gonna check that
2: out when we get done here. I haven't heard that one.
3: Yeah, that's that's a great song. And it, it is very like early two thousands pop punk, but in a great way.
2: mm mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah. Sounds like something I would dig.
0: Yeah. I think you'll dig it, man. Right on? So what do you got, Jody? Number two. I have tonight.
1: From Beauty
2: in the beat. Yeah. Multiple it was, reasons. Um, it's a great song, and I like the way they spelled tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is
2: little different but cool
1: yeah i always like that one i
2: always thought it kind of it was kind of punky just it sounds good to me sounds good to my ear i love that one
3: yeah it's all about like roaming the streets and roaming the streets of los angeles which i can relate to
0: yeah she says uh get dressed up and get messed up yeah yeah
3: there's a good energy to it it's like now the kids want want to have something to do or whatever yeah it's good
0: Yep. That one was actually my number 5 for a while, but I just had to put vacation on there. so. Gotcha. Yep.
2: Okay, she
0: also says something
2: about she's going to blow our cares away. Yeah.
4: Mm, hello. But she did.
2: I'm sure she did. <laughs> okay, so now we're coming down to the big number 1 slot. What did you have, Haley?
3: Oh, jeez, guys. Um, I did. Our lips are sealed.
0: So did I.
2: great fucking song man so good yeah and it works in all types of different environments like i dj at all these stupid nightclubs as like my my day job at night and uh anytime i do an 80s night which i do a lot of those you play that it packs the fucking dance floor to this day you You know what i mean oh yeah shit chicks love that song it's great
3: yeah i love that descending guitar part right from the beginning and that like I don't know. I think that the lyrics were very, I don't know, very not risque, but like they had like a coy kind of vibe to them. This whole like secret love affair it was very juicy. Yeah. You know, it was very like California fun sound, but I like that it's got this sort of darker undertone to it. But it's also kind of like sassy, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, this is this is my all time favorite GoGo song.
2: It is a really good one. That middle eight's fucking beautiful as well. Yeah. I think Jane wrote that part, right?
3: Yeah. No, this was the one about... Um, yes. No, this was the one about um, the singer from Madness that I think Jane was involved with. with oh, okay. Because the UK with them and toured, opened for them or something. Right on. It wasn't Lust for Love. It was actually this song. This was like their... Because I guess he had like a girlfriend at the time. So this was like her little, you know, secretive, sexy love affair song.
1: Yeah.
2: That's pretty cool. (laughs) So you guys both had that at number one, huh?
0: Yep. Yeah, that's such a good song.
3: Essential Go Go's.
0: Absolutely.
3: It's not just simple fun Go Go's. Like I think people think of like Fun in the Sun, and it's just so like Beatnik Beach, you know? Just it's it's trippy and fun. And like the thing I love about the Go Go's is is when they do get into these darker subjects, or they do have like a, a wink and a nod towards maybe more of a deeper vibe and like this song is very I don't know. It's got more meat to it, you know, than like we got the beat or whatever. Yeah. So definitely. It's cool. What about you, Jody?
2: For my number one I had to go with how much more. It's always been my favorite go go song. Love it. It's my favorite. Much more can I take before I go crazy? Oh yeah, that's the shit.
0: <laughs> I think it's crazy. That all three of us had that song. It's
3: one well, of the best song- ones ever. Don't you feel like that song is like the Ramonesiest of the songs? In my yes. mind, it is. It's totally. very, very simple, and it's it's yeah, it's elemental. I love it.
0: Yeah, I love it too. But it wasn't it wasn't a single or anything, was it? I mean, it wasn't a hit for sure. But no,
2: but
3: I don't know. This record
2: to me, it was just. The standout to me. It always was. I don't know. Love those toms, that floor tom. I love the whole. I even tried to cover this one. We actually played it at a few shows way back in the 90s, and people would think it was weird because I want to be that girl tonight. I'd have to say (laughs) those lyrics, you know? But I wasn't going to change it to boy. You know?
3: just like I would <laughs> you sing it like that where you changed it into he
2: no I just I said it as it was and people would always give us these weird looks but I don't give a fuck I love that song it's great okay,
3: well, I mean bad girls is about a girl it's like you know the rad girls entertain but they're never seen again and it's all about girls like I, I sing a lot about girls and I'm straight so yeah, you know it's like cool. just go with it
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah that was my favorite still my favorite go-go song I just think it rules.
3: Yeah, I think it definitely deserves to be on the list. The top of the list, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but
2: I've always been seen. kind of adverse to like the, the typical hits. You know what I mean? I've always been a deep cut guy.
3: Yep, you're a B-sider. Yep. Yeah, yeah. but their hits
2: are so good, though. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, Nothing, all yeah, all the songs hard. that they were that became hits for them were great. My yeah, favorite, though, to... of all their hits is probably. I like that Head Over Heels, man. That's a great fucking song. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nate, I thought you would have their version of uh, Johnny
0: Are You Queer. <laughs> that doesn't count, you know? Right. Count.
3: I would too, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking love that song, but. Yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard that in a while, actually, when I put that on. I was. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I put that on too, and I thought of you, and then I put on the original, and I was like, ah, like, it's not as good as the original. I mean, that that live, yeah, the live version of that they did was just not, I don't know, they didn't do it justice, I don't think, but it was pretty cute.
2: Yeah, you know, definitely not as good as Josie or the Weasel version, but still pretty cool. I mean, a good song's a good song.
0: Yeah. What did you guys think of uh, Jane Weedlin in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? i don't even remember her in the movie
3: she was in that movie joan of arc oh
2: was that her
0: yeah really
3: yeah i never
2: put that together
0: (laughs) you're gonna doubt everything i say from now on i think after last week (laughs) no (laughs) no yeah it was uh uh jane wheatland i don't know if that was her only thing she's ever done
2: well, I think definitely. of her. I think of her, like on VH1 in the '90s and like some fucking dominatrix get-up.
3: Excellent. Yay. Hmm. Yeah. So, are we thinking Jane from the Go Go's or Winona Ryder? Which would you choose?
0: Oh, Winona Ryder. Winona all day. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah. They're oh, yeah.
3: similar stock. Like they're of similar ilk. I feel yeah, like.
0: Uh, totally. They're not even close. So, I used to have this uh, unhealthy obsession with Winona Ryder. Yeah. Oh. Where I would, uh, my, uh, my, maybe my junior year in high school, maybe my senior year, I'm not sure. Um, every art project that I did was her. Hmm. Maybe, <laughs> like charcoal drawings, oil paintings, whatever. Yeah, I did a different one of her. And to the day, my mom still has one of them on her wall, so.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> she has yeah. no idea times you jerked off to that
0: never i don't think uh-huh. so no i've, I've um <laughs> yeah definitely winona rider
3: lick it up baby
0: lick it up when my wife hears this, she's gonna laugh because that's yeah she knows
2: <laughs> right on dude i met winona one time around christmas years ago really yeah because she was dating old jeff Tweedy, taking it all the way back to that tupelo from the beginning of the show uh, I was working at at the music store teaching my guitar lessons, and uh, he stopped in at Christmas time with Winona Ryder, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Shit, that
0: was really cool. I dated a girl from Winona, Minnesota, where Winona Ryder was born. Really, that doesn't, but yeah, that counts. So yeah, I lived enough. there actually. I was, it was only it's only a half hour from here, from where I live. So, so she was um, named after her, her hometown. I'm not. Sh- I, I I would assume so. Yeah, she's wow. from, she was born in Winona, Minnesota. So um, she had this obsession with Paul Westerberg, obviously, right? Because <laughs> she dated a guy from Uncle Tupelo and Dave Perner and <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> no, um, Westerberg High from Heathers. That was her idea, I guess. Wow. So I never put that together, but yeah, totally. I think I read that once that she, she would only be in the movie if they would name the high school after Paul Westerberg. Really? So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's fucking cool. Um, what do you think her best film? Heathers. Heathers. Um, I always liked uh, Welcome Home Roxy Carmichael, too. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Know, Tiki Bassetti. Yeah. and uh, But oh, Heathers, for sure, is is just a great movie. Right.
2: What did you think of her in Strange Th- Stranger Things? Did you watch that? Yeah. yeah she, that's she's really good.
3: So would you choose her in Stranger Things or Jane from the 80s?
2: Jane. Eighties.
0: <laughs> Winona Rider. No. Ooh, Whoa! He's sticking to Winona. <laughs> Sorry, man. Gotta do it. She got Yeah, for sure. What about Belinda
2: help? in the Go Go's versus uh Winona in Stranger Things? Winona. Damn, son. Yeah, he's stuck checking. on Winona.
3: He's got a bona for Winona. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. <laughs> what about you? What about you? Who who's your unhealthy obsession, Jody? Uh,
2: female-wise, probably Betty Page. I always had a thing for Betty Page. Oh yeah, yep.
3: I hate to tell you, she's not, she's not around anymore.
2: I dig her up just to be with her. <laughs> Dust it <laughs> off. Exhumed. Put her back together and then take her back apart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Haley?
3: Oh, God. (laughs) You had to see it coming. I know I did, but I was like, I don't have one. I don't have one. I mean, I I, like literally don't have one. I don't have one. I don't have have a celebrity crush.
2: Not even Joey and I want you around?
3: Yeah. I mean, when I was like just hitting puberty and confused... Like Very, very sexually confused. I was like, Joey's the hottest guy in the world. But then I grew up and realized Didi Dee Dee was way hotter. Still maintain that. Didi Dee Dee in the shower with all his clothes on is far. <laughs> I, I'm i weird like that. I don't really have like a weird, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not better than you guys. I just, I'm not a dude maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't have like the one, I don't have like the one. I don't
2: know i hear you mm. i always thought like on that on that i want you around if you look at joey's like wrist and hand it totally looks like he's got an alien hand like his his actual hand looks exactly like that fucking you ever see that alien character on american dad that like cartoon <laughs> show <laughs> they got the same hands
3: oh god i was so confused i had no idea I had my poster. well, actually, I had my poster of the Ramones on the wall and I had my poster of the Riverdales on the wall. There are definitely some package bulging in the both of those posters. so <laughs> there's some tight jeans for sure. right. I just didn't differ- I didn't differentiate toe. between them really
2: <laughs> Johnny's fucking camel toe <laughs>
3: <laughs> The moose knuckle.
2: totally. <laughs> oh, that's great. So what's going on in Haley and the Crusher's world? You're working on a new record. When can we expect that?
3: Oh, God, I don't know. 2025? We just came out with the new one this past September. So I'm I'm hoping within the next eight months, we'll have something going on. And Eccentric Pop is amazing, and they want to put our stuff out. So uh, we will do that again. I, I just want to meet him so I can finally feel like I'm reciprocating and be like, hey, you're awesome. I'm going to give you a hug right now, and like, let's be friends in real life because it's just so weird when you. I mean, you guys know, like, you guys are BFFs, but you haven't met, and like, when you yeah. meet, be, like, that's kind of cool. Totally. Not to make it all like girly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: emotional. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, no, I know what you mean. Yes.
3: Next on Oprah. <laughs>
2: You get a dildo, and you get a dildo. And
3: Everybody gets a dildo.
2: <laughs> <make> a dildo. <laughs> well, Haley, it's been really cool having you on. Glad you finally got to get on here with us. We've been talking about it forever.
3: <laughs> I'm so happy to be on, you guys. It's so great. We'll so definitely much. have
2: you back. You know, maybe when it gets a little closer to this tour, you can come back on and, uh, you know, yeah. really try to hype it as much as we can. You know, I want to see yeah. you guys like take over the world.
3: <laughs> all right well I, I i hey you guys got ben weasel on so who knows what else you can do
2: <laughs> well i think that was mostly because of you and kelsey but so thank you yeah. for that you know that was Thanks. so cool for us
3: i don't know I, we we just did a little cheerleading but i mean everybody everybody likes your show so i mean what's your, what are your analytics do you even know like who listens like how many people
2: not really. We kind of see where they're coming from, but we don't know like exact numbers yet. Okay, okay. I think we're doing okay though. seems like a lot of people are especially after Ben, I think it's starting to gather more steam. Cause that was like a big <laughs> marquee for us to have Ben Weasel, you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah, that was.
2: Well, I guess we better wrap this one up. We're already almost at two and a half hours here. Obviously, some of it oh, will cut, but yeah.
3: A lot of it you're going to cut.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Haley, thanks so much for coming on. Totally looking forward to seeing you live. I hope the record keeps selling. I can't wait to hear new music from you guys. I mean, this has been rad. Thanks so much for coming on.
0: Yeah, thanks, Haley. uh, You've been a supporter, and we appreciate it, and all your support, and all your your music. So, thank you.
3: Thanks, guys. I feel like I have my dummy room um, Girl Scout badge that I can put on my little vest now that Mm -hmm. I've been on the show. And leaving my cooties for the next guest. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. It's been a blast. It was (laughs) so fun, you guys. I really enjoyed chatting with you guys.
2: Right on. We enjoyed it, too. Thanks, Haley. Have a great night.
3: You, too. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: I am Ben Weasel. You are listening to The Dummy Room with two confused young men who have bad taste in music. Enjoy.
2: All right. Well, there you have it. Haley Crusher here in the dummy room. That was pretty fun, man. She's a really cool person.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. Um, yeah, long conversation. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, it wasn't so much an interview as she just came to hang out with us, which I, I like it in that format. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And she just did the, uh, today actually at the date of recording the, uh, the Jughead interview, I I listened to it today and, um, perfect timing i guess you know so um that's a really good interview if you're looking for another thing to listen to um
2: yeah if you want to get more into like her origins and her influences and all that shit go check out the jughead's basement episode we kind of purposely kind of steer away from it because we both i just listened to it today as well and so we didn't want to do repeat the whole thing that jughead had done you yeah, know, not only because it's already been heard, but we figured it would be boring for her, you know, to kind of tell the same <laughs> stories yeah. again.
0: So yeah, it was uh, it was fun, man. And uh, I don't know what's what's going on next week. We got a special show next week, yeah, so we episode got another special
2: uh, guest next week. And if uh, if it all works out, it's gonna people are gonna really dig it. I think I'm excited about it either way.
0: I'm I'm super excited. Um, so this has been episode thirty. 30- 32 i think 32 and um christmas is coming and we will have a very cool show we're gonna try to get it out on christmas is that gonna be is that right jody yeah i think that's the plan so yeah this was a fun one um haley's cool chick she'll come back um hopefully
2: yeah and don't forget they got a midwest tour coming up in the spring so if you live anywhere near there and can get to a show get out there and support the band you know what i'm saying they're a great band, and they're really cool people. So, what more could you ask for?
0: Yep, and uh, yeah, anything. Go, uh, go support Eccentric Pop. It's a pretty cool deal that what they did for them. So, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's wrap it up, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yep, and farewell. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Dummy
4: Room. Stay tuned next week for a holiday special. It's gonna be really cool.